great to see you. Thanks for being here with us today at Mount Pleasant Christian Church for our nine o'clock service. Thanks for braving that treacherous weather out there and losing an hour's sleep and all the things that Satan is doing to conspire against you to keep you from church. We appreciate your hearty faith. If you got a Bible, let me hear you grab it and turn in your Bibles to the book of Proverbs and the very first chapter, Proverbs chapter one. That's where we're going to begin this weekend as we kick off a brand new four-week message series called A Word to the Wise. And we're gonna start with a message called Wisdom Rules. But before we talk about that, let me pause and say what a great, great evening we had this past Friday night across the street at the Community Life Center as we celebrated Big Night Out which is a, a, a very special evening for the uh, special needs teens and adults in our community and around the area. As you know, for five years, we partnered with a Tim Tebow organization with an event called uh, Night to Shine, which was a special needs prom, and we enjoyed every year that we did that. Uh, we broke away from that last year because they were going to do their Night to Shine prom virtually, only online again, and we thought, you know what, we don't want to do that. We want to uh, be with our, our folks in person, and so we created this new alternative called Big Night Out, and it's just getting bigger every, every year, and it's just an incredible evening. I want to give a big shout out to Heidi Wright on our staff who oversees this and leads this and directs this event. I know that she would point to her leadership team and the rest of the staff and all of the volunteers that make this uh, evening possible, but uh, I just want to say great job to everyone, and let's just celebrate that for just a moment this morning. Let's turn our attention to the book of Proverbs in this message called Wisdom Rules. There is a woeful lack of wisdom in our world today. Would anybody agree with that statement? There is a woeful lack of wisdom in our country today. I don't care whether you're a Democrat or a Republican or what your political affiliation or leaning is or anything. There is a woeful lack of wisdom in our government, and then it just trickles all the way down into many, many families. I know that because I read a lot about current events, both here in the U.S. and around the world. I know that because I spent over 40 years of my life serving families uh, through the ministry of the local church, and there's just a woeful lack of wisdom in the world today. And just so we're on the same page. Here's how we're going to define wisdom as we go throughout this four-week message series that's going to take us up to Easter. Wisdom is the ability to make good decisions or choices. That's the simplest and probably most accurate definition of wisdom that we could come up with today. Wisdom is the ability to make good decisions or choices. And let me just give you, as we begin here, a biblical example of how important and powerful and beneficial wisdom can be in practical life. If you know anything about the nation of Israel in the Old Testament, you know that Saul was their first king, followed by David, who was the greatest king in the history of Israel. And then when David died, his son Solomon became king. Solomon's mother was Bathsheba. And when Solomon became king, uh, and you can read about this in 1 Kings chapter 3 and also in 1 Chronicles chapter 1, God appeared to him in a dream, which would be an incredible experience. Can we agree that that would be an incredible experience? I had a crazy dream last night, and God had nothing to do with it. I... Uh I can't even imagine that he would have. But anyway, uh, God appeared to him in a dream. And I'm going to summarize the story. God basically said, you know, ask me for whatever you want, and I'm going to give it to you. That was basically the message from God. And Solomon's response was, give me wisdom and knowledge so that I can lead your people. And God was so pleased with Solomon's response and his request for wisdom that this is what he said in return. And I'll just read the version that's found in 1 Chronicles chapter 1, verses 11 and 12. God said to Solomon, 
Since this is your heart's desire and you have not asked for wealth, riches, or honor, nor the death of your enemies, and since you have not asked for a long life, but for wisdom and knowledge to govern my people over whom I have made you king, therefore wisdom and knowledge will be given you, and I will also give you wealth, riches, and honor such as no king who was ever before you ever had and none after you will have. Now, I want you to let that soak into your mind for just a moment. And here's the question that I would pose to all of you as a result. What does Solomon's answer to God when God tells him, ask me for anything that you want and I'll give it to you. What does Solomon's answer to God when he asks for wisdom teach us about life, about life with God? Well, I don't know what your answer would be, but here's what I wrote down. Solomon's answer teaches us that when you have wisdom, you have the potential to have everything else. When you have wisdom, you have the potential. That's the key word there to have everything else. Now, having said that, I want you to listen to me really, really close. I'm not saying that that's an absolute truth. I'm not saying that's an immutable truth because life is not always linear, not in any circumstance or setting. Life is not always linear. And what do I mean by that? I mean that as we go through life, it's natural for us to think if I do this, followed by this, then this will be the result. If I do A, followed by B, then C will always be the result. But how many of you know that life doesn't work that way? In fact, you don't, have to, you don't have to be alive very long as a mature person to understand that life doesn't always work that way because you can do all the right things and you can do them all the right order and yet not get the outcome that you desire. But that doesn't mean that sometimes it doesn't happen. That doesn't mean that there aren't strong probabilities when it comes to life. And what I mean by that is that sometimes when you do A followed by B, C will be the result. Let's think about that in light of the book of Proverbs. I don't know how familiar you are with the book of Proverbs. It's one of my favorite books in the Bible. And maybe the book that I read from as much as any other book in the Bible, just on a practical level, just on a daily kind of inspirational, uh, instructional level. When you read the book of Proverbs, you, you have to understand that the truths that are found there are general principles or general truths. They're not absolute rules. And what I mean by that is that the book of Proverbs commends that we take certain paths in life because those paths reflect the way that God ordinarily distributes his blessing. But ordinarily does not mean necessarily. And Proverbs aren't absolute promises. And we have to understand that about the book of Proverbs or we'll get confused. For example, and let's just use a proverb that people are familiar with. Proverbs 22, 6 says, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. How many of you have ever heard that before? Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Now, is that always true? Sadly, no. I told you, I've been a pastor in the local church for over 40 years, and I have known families who did all the right things when it came to their children. And yet, for some inexplicable reason, they had a child who walked away from God. In some cases, they had multiple children. They did all the right things with every one of them. They treated every one of them and raised every one of them the exact same way. And one of them, decided to walk away from their faith while the others embraced their faith. 
So what I'm saying is that while this is a general truth, if you train up your children the way they should go, when it comes to spiritual things, when it comes to knowing and, and loving God and following God, then, uh, then under most circumstances, when they get old, they will not walk away from their faith, but it's not an absolute guarantee. The book of Proverbs is filled with general truths and general principles, not absolute rules. But at the same time, there's no denying, friends, there's no denying that more often than not, when we follow the wisdom of Proverbs, the result will be some level of blessing in our lives. Because the book of Proverbs contains the wisdom of God on the most practical level. Let me give you some different examples uh, that uh, relate to all of our lives. These are things that we learn from the book of Proverbs. These are, these are those general principles and general truths. If you have wisdom, one of the things you'll be able to do is you'll be able to make money, but more important than that, you'll know how to keep it. If you have wisdom, you'll know how to develop long-lasting friendships. When we get a little deeper into this series, we're going to spend some time in the book of Proverbs talking specifically about friendships, relationships. If you have wisdom, you'll know what to say. More important than that, you'll know when to say it. More, than, more important than that, you'll know when not to say it. How many of you feel me this morning? The book of Proverbs says, when words are many, sin is not absent. And so the book of Proverbs gives us some great instruction, practical instruction about our words. The book of Proverbs teaches us if you have wisdom, you'll know how to avoid a lot of the misery people often find themselves in or bring upon themselves. The book of Proverbs says if you have wisdom, you'll be able to raise your children the right way. And we talked about that a little bit, a way that honors God. If you have wisdom, you'll sleep at night because you won't be dreading the consequences of your action. If you were wise people, you would have come to church last night. You wouldn't be so grumpy this morning while you're sitting here with the loss of an hour's sleep. My folks last night were the happiest people I've ever seen in church. <laughs> I could go on, but I'll stop there. When you have wisdom, you have the potential. Everyone say potential. Potential to have everything else. And so here's the question we all need to answer. Where do we get wisdom? I think you know the, uh, the truth is, the answer to that question is the Bible, because the Bible was written by God. It was written by God through men, but it was written by God. And so when you get your wisdom from the Bible, because it's written by God, it will prove to be right every time. And that's important because we need to understand that there's a fatal flaw to the wisdom of man, which is also the wisdom of the world. That's why we need to pursue the wisdom of God. There's a fatal flaw to the wisdom of man. And no verse in the book of Proverbs captures the reality of this fatal flaw of the wisdom of man better than Proverbs chapter 14 and verse 12, which says, there is a way that seems right to a man, but in the end it leads to death. Let me just share a truth with you that is not always easy to hear. As sinful, fallen people, our natural tendency is not toward wisdom. It's toward the opposite of wisdom, which is foolishness. That means if you follow your natural inclinations as you go through life, you'll find that lots of things seem like a good idea at the time, but in the end, they're going to be very poor choices. I watched a documentary on Netflix recently called Get Smart With Money. One, somebody on staff was talking about it, and I thought, well, that sounds interesting. I'll check it out. And so I went home and watched it, Get Smart With Money. The show depicted four families who received financial coaching from four different financial coaches for an entire year. And each one of them had a specific goal that they wanted to try to accomplish at the end of the year. In one of the families, the, 
the husband, the father, it was a husband and wife, and they had one little girl. The husband and father was a professional football player. He played football at the University of Florida, was drafted uh, pretty high in the draft by the Detroit Lions. He was a cornerback, so he was a defensive back. And when he was drafted, his first paycheck was $1.6 million. Anybody ever gotten a first paycheck like that? Well, when he got this first paycheck of $1.6 million, his natural inclinations kicked in. His natural responses kicked in. And after he paid his agent and after he paid his taxes, he bought two homes, bought expensive jewelry, and took his family on multiple exotic vacations. They would have all been once-in-a-lifetime vacations for most of us, but he took them on multiple exotic vacations, and his $1.6 million in the snap of a finger was $280,000. Well, he played two years with the Detroit Lions and he didn't do very well and he got cut. After he got cut, he got picked up by the Chicago Bears and so he went to training camp and worked hard but at the end of training camp did not make the the final 53-man roster for an NFL football team and so he was assigned to the practice squad and he's basically kind of bounced around to different teams on practice squads, making the team and the roster for short periods of time but ended up on on uh, practice squads primarily. And so the bottom line is the big money stopped coming in and he found himself in a really difficult financial situation. And while I was watching that show, I could think of several different verses from the book of Proverbs, several different verses of financial wisdom from the book of Proverbs that would have been helpful to him because they would have helped him prepare for the future in a way where he didn't find himself caught in a difficult circumstance. For example, Proverbs 21 and verse five says, the plans of the diligent lead to profit as surely as haste leads to poverty. Haste leads to buying two houses and buying expensive jewelry and going on multiple exotic vacations. Proverbs 21, 20 says, in the house of the wise are stores of choice food and oil, but a foolish man devours all that he has. Proverbs 27, verses 23 and 24 says, Be sure to know the condition of your flocks. Give careful attention to your herds, for riches do not endure forever. In other words, make sure when it comes to your financial life, and in ancient days it would have been flocks and herds where you would have had your, 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 your money tied up, but make sure you, you give attention to the reality of your financial life and you have it in order because just because you have money today doesn't mean you'll have money tomorrow. You've got to be wise in the way that you handle it. I'm going to stop right there. When I watch this documentary, I will tell you, and I can say this with integrity from my heart, I really liked this particular guy. He was a genuine guy, no question about that. He was a good husband. He was a good father. He was a really genuine guy. He was a hard worker. The evidence is seen also in how much he grew as the result of that financial coaching he got over the course of that year. And in the end, he admitted that he blew most of his money on what he called, and these are his own words from the documentary, a documentary, a fake lifestyle. In fact, there's a scene at the end where he and his financial coach are addressing other young men who want to have an athletic career down the road, and he was talking to them about his story, and he said, I blew most of my money on a fake lifestyle. And you know why? Because that was his natural inclination, and he learned the hard way. We, our natural inclination is not toward wisdom. Not always, not often. And we have to understand that, so we have to pursue the wisdom of God. And so that's what we're going to talk about in this series. 
And that brings us to Proverbs chapter 1. If you've got your Bibles open there and you're able this morning, stand with me and let's read some scripture together. Now, this is an introductory message to the series. And we're going to look at so many different verses from the book of Proverbs today. There's not one single place where we're going to land and uh, spend our time. But just as an intro, we're going to read the first nine verses of the book of Proverbs. You follow along. The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel, for attaining wisdom and discipline, for understanding words of insight, for acquiring a disciplined and prudent life, doing what is right and just and fair, for giving prudence to the simple, knowledge and discretion to the young. Let the wise listen and add to their learning and let the discerning get guidance for understanding proverbs and parables, the sayings and riddles of the wise. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. Listen, my son, to your father's instruction and do not forsake your mother's teaching. They will be a garland to grace your head and a chain to adore your neck. All right, there it is. You can be seated. We always ask that God bless the reading and the hearing of his word. We're gonna talk about wisdom, and I've got two things that I wanna talk to you about. If you're someone who likes to take notes, then I want you to write down next to number one, these two words, wisdom rules. Wisdom rules. And when I say wisdom rules, I mean wisdom rules over everything else because of the benefits that wisdom provides. I know I've already talked a little bit about that, but I wanna take you on a journey of sorts, and so the This part of the message is going to be different than what we normally do. If you're a guest with us today, we're so glad you're here. It's always a great joy to us when we have guests in our service. But I'm going to do things that are a little bit different here than what I normally do. And I'm going to take you on a journey of sorts through the first nine chapters of the book of Proverbs. And I'm going to show you 10 specific things that uh, wisdom brings into our lives, 10 benefits that we receive in our lives as a result of pursuing wisdom. Don't worry, I'll do these really quick. Every one of them starts with a P, so you can even just put 10 P's right down the side of your paper, and you will be really prepared. Here's the first one. Here's the first benefit of pursuing wisdom. Perception. Wisdom brings perception. Proverbs chapter 2, verses 9 and 10 says, then you will understand what is right. Now, let me back up and say uh, that, that this all comes under the heading of the benefits of wisdom, and then we read these words. Then, when you pursue wisdom, then you will understand what is right and just and fair, every good path. For wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will be, plenty, will be pleasant to your soul. And so perception is a benefit of wisdom. And perception is simply understanding. You'll have understanding like you don't have on your own. It, it, perception is being able to distinguish between right and wrong. Perception is being able to distinguish between what's good and what's bad. And wisdom gives you perception. That's the first benefit. Number two, prevention. The second benefit of pursuing wisdom is prevention. Proverbs 2.12 says, wisdom will save you. Everyone say save you. Save you from the ways of wicked men. Proverbs 2.16, we get a very specific aspect of prevention. It, which is a reference to wisdom, will, also, will save you also from the adulteress. Proverbs 3.21 through 23 says, my son, preserve sound judgment, discernment. Do not let them out of your sight. They will be life to you, an ornament to grace your neck. Then you will go on your way in safety and your foot will not stumble. And so the bottom line is, the proverb writer is telling us that wisdom will prevent us from making bad choices. That sounds really good to me. Number three, write this word down. 
benefit of wisdom is that it will prolong, prolong, and we're talking about prolonging your life. Proverbs chapter three, verses one through two says, my son, do not forget my teaching, but keep my commands in your heart for they will prolong your life many years and bring you prosperity. Proverbs 3, 8 says this, he's talking about wisdom when he says this, this wisdom will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. Proverbs 3, 16 says long life is in her, her is a reference to wisdom, long life is in her right hand. Proverbs 9, 11 says, for through me your days will be many and years will be added to your life. Prolong. How can wisdom add years to your life? How do you think that works? Well, in addition to helping you avoid bad choices, which can, can disrupt your life and take time away from your life, wisdom also can lower your stress. Wisdom can take away pressure. Wisdom can minimize the regret that you live with in your life. And on and on and on, it can prevent many, many things in your life that can have a negative impact on your health. And so wisdom, one of the benefits of wisdom is it has the ability to prolong your life. Number four, write down the word peace. One of the benefits of wisdom is peace. Pursuing wisdom is peace. Proverbs 3, 17 says, her ways, again, her refers to wisdom. Her ways are pleasant ways, and listen, all her paths are peace. Wouldn't you like to know that that was the reality of your future? That every path you walked down was gonna be a path of peace? I like Proverbs three twenty four. It says, when you lie down, your sleep will be sweet. Peace. Wisdom brings the benefit of peace. Write down the word prosperity. That's number five. Proverbs 3, 2 say they, and they again is a reference to the teaching and the commands of God that contain the wisdom of God. He's, Proverbs 3, 2 says they will prolong your life many years and bring you prosperity. Prosperity. People knock themselves out trying to get ahead in life, financially speaking, trying to find a path to prosperity. And here we got it right here in the book of Proverbs. It says that when you, when you pursue the wisdom of God, one of the benefits is it will prolong your life and bring you prosperity. Proverbs 3.16 says, we read this first part of this verse a moment ago, long life is in her, remember her refers to wisdom, long life is in her right hand, and then the rest of the verse goes on to say, in her left hand are riches and honor. Now, again, remember what I said in the beginning about Proverbs being general truths and general principles, not absolute truths. Wisdom isn't a guarantee to wealth, but also, again, remember what we learned from Solomon when God said, you can have anything that you want. Ask me for anything and I'll give it to you. And when he said, I want wisdom, we also discovered that when you have wisdom, you have the potential to have everything else. Right down next to number six, poise. Wisdom, the, one of the benefits of wisdom is poise. It gives you poise in your life. Proverbs 3, verses 25 and 26 says, have no fear of sudden disaster or the ruin that overtakes the wicked for the Lord will be your confidence and will keep your foot from being snared. And so in other words, when you're going through life and all of a sudden something unexpected happens, some trial comes, some, some, some disaster comes, some snare is in your way, you won't have to panic and you won't have to lose your footing because you'll have the poise that comes from the pursuit of God's wisdom. Number seven, protection. Proverbs 4, 6 says, do not forsake wisdom and she will protect you. Love her and she will watch over you. That's what wisdom does. Number eight, precision. Proverbs 4, 12 says, when you walk, 
Your steps will not be hampered. When you run, you will not stumble. You'll have precision as you take steps walking forward in life. Number nine, prudence. That's a word that you don't hear very often, but it's also a word that appears several times in the book of Proverbs. And the word prudence simply means having good sense. You can write that down somewhere. That's what it means, have good sense. Proverbs 4.12 says, I, wisdom, dwell together with prudence. I possess knowledge and discretion. Number 10, finally, wisdom pays. Write that down. Proverbs 9.12 says, if you are wise, your wisdom will reward you. Let me tell you something, friends. Here's the bottom line. Wisdom rules. Wisdom rules over everything else because over and over again in a multitude of different ways, wisdom, the wisdom of God, the pursuit of the wisdom of God has the ability to bless and safeguard our lives. Well, there's a second thing I want to talk to you about. So write down next to number two, these words, wisdom rules. Write that down next to number two. Clever outline this morning. Some of you who are kind of dozing off will get that a little bit later maybe. <laughs> wisdom rules. But there's a distinction between wisdom rules of point number one and wisdom rules of point number two. In point number one, wisdom rules in the sense that it rules over everything else that we could pursue. In point number two, when I say wisdom rules, I want to give, with you, I want to give you some literal wisdom rules. Or in other words, some rules to follow that will ensure your pursuit of wisdom. And so that's the distinction between the two. And I'm going to be really practical. I don't have a lot of time left. So I'm just going to give you three. Here's the first one. The first rule, and again, think about this on the most practical level possible. The first rule that we can follow in order to make sure that we're going to pursue wisdom all the days of our lives is this rule. You've got to believe in consequences. You've got to believe in consequences. I can't think of anything, and I'm going to talk personally for just a moment. I can't think of anything on a practical level that makes me more focused on pursuing wisdom in every area of my life than the reality of consequences. Because we, as we go through life, you and me, our actions and our non-actions both have consequences. And those consequences can come into our lives in both negative and positive ways. Let's face it, oftentimes one of the reasons why we do stupid things and we do foolish things is because we don't take into account the reality of consequences, or at least we don't take the reality of consequences seriously enough. But our actions have consequences, and Solomon captures that truth in the book of Proverbs. In fact, he captures it in a very specific way in Proverbs chapter 6, in verses 27 and 28. But before we read those verses, in my NIV Bible, there's a kind of a paragraph break between Proverbs chapter 6 and verse 19 and Proverbs chapter 6 and verse 20. And, above, and, and in that paragraph break, there are these words, warning against adultery. That's a theme that we find over and over again in the book of Proverbs. So evidently it was a problem in ancient days, just like it's a problem today. Now, having said that, I'm going to read Proverbs chapter 6, verse 20, down through verse 28. Remember, it's verses 27 and 28, the last two verses that really speak to us about the reality of consequences. This is what it says, my son... Keep your father's commands and do not forsake your mother's teaching. 
Bind them upon your heart forever. Fasten them around your neck. When you walk, they will guide you. When you sleep, they will watch over you. When you awake, they will speak to you. For these commands are a lamp. This teaching is a light. And the corrections of discipline are the way to life, keeping you from the immoral woman, from the smooth tongue of the wayward wife. Do not lust in your heart after her beauty or let her... Or let her captivate you with her eyes, for the prostitute reduces you to a loaf of bread, and the adulteress press upon you or ver- your very life. Now, this is verses 27 and 28, and this is the reality of consequences. Can a man scoop fire into his lap without his clothes being burned? Can a man walk on hot coals without his feet being scorched? It's those last two sentences that teach us about the reality of consequences because the obvious answer to both questions is no. No, a man can't scoop fire into his lap without his clothes being burned. No, a man can't walk on hot coals without his feet being burned, or scorched rather. And so the question is, what did you think was going to happen? What's the answer? Well, I didn't think at all. And I'm telling you, friends, I've sat across the desk more times than I'd like to remember with somebody in this circumstance, and in one way or another, asked the very same question, what did you think was going to happen? And the truth of life is, and we can think about this from the perspective, oh, yo, some people are so stupid, some people do the stupidest things, but it's a reality for all of us may not be in this specific area of mistake, but there are oftentimes, for many of us, when we don't think about the reality of consequences, and because we don't think about the reality of consequences, then we make choices that we shouldn't make, or we fail to make choices that we should make. Because this applies to both action and non-action. In the book of Proverbs, in a very real way, if you take the time to read it, is a book of consequences because, again, our behavior, whether it's good or bad, always produces some kind of corresponding result. And it's true with our negative behavior and our positive behavior. The negative behavior gets most of the attention because of how important it is to avoid negative consequences, but there needs to be an equal emphasis on the consequences of positive behavior, which causes us to pursue positive things. You know, I've spent the last... 21 years of my life teaching you biblical rules for stewardship or good financial money management from the book of Proverbs, which I've told you over and over again, that is the best book that you can find in the whole world when it comes to just the fundamental principles of money management. You can go to Barnes and Noble, you can find a whole wall full of books about managing money, but nothing will be better than the book of Proverbs when it comes to the basic, simple, practical truths of managing money. And one of the most fundamental things that we need to do when it comes to stewarding money or managing money, the money that God has entrusted to us, is we need to save money because we need to be aware of our need in the future. And the best verse, and one of my favorites in the book of Proverbs, is Proverbs 13, 11, that says, dishonest money dwindles away, but he who gathers money little by little makes it grow. Dishonest money dwindles away, but he who gathers money little by little makes it grow. And so gathering money, saving money, even if it's little by little, has a positive consequence because that money will grow over the course of time. I told you earlier, I spend time uh, reading about current events in our country and the world every single day. And all I read when it comes to uh, current events related to money in our country is that there's a savings crisis in our country. A savings crisis. I understand that also because I have done financial coaching with many people over the years who look me in the face and say, Pastor, I don't have any money to save. But that's almost never true. 
And I say that's almost never true because when we begin to talk about their finances in a specific way, and I mean, we get out a pad of paper, we start to write everything down and we start to really kind of keep track and get a picture of where their financial life is because the book of Proverbs says, every prudent man acts out of knowledge, but a fool exposes his folly. Then we begin to see that there are places in their financial life for saving money. It might not be as much money as they'd like to save in the moment, but there is money that can be saved with a little bit more of a disciplined approach to money management, which makes me think of another verse from the book of Proverbs that also speaks to the importance of believing in consequences. Proverbs 13, 18 says, he who ignores discipline comes to poverty and shame, but whoever heeds correction is honored. And so the bottom line is the book of Proverbs teaches us that you can count on con the consequences of your behavior, whether it's good behavior or bad behavior. And I can't think of anything that should motivate us to pursue wisdom than understanding the reality of consequences in our lives. Because all of our actions, good actions and bad actions, have a corresponding result. And before I move off of this, let me just speak to the young people that are in the room for a moment, the young people who are listening online. I'm talking about, you know, you guys that are anywhere from 12 to 18 or 12 to 21, somewhere in that range. And let me just, just tell you flat out, the decisions you make today, even today, wherever you are in your life, the decisions you make today have the power to shape and direct your future. The decisions you make today have the power to shape and direct your future. And so the best thing that I can tell you as somebody, even if I don't know you very well, I can say this with integrity, who loves you and cares about you and who takes seriously their responsibility to be the shepherd of your soul. The best thing I can tell you is while you are young, while you are still in your mom and dad's home, you listen to them. You listen to them and you trust the instruction that they give you in your life. I want you to look at these words on the screen from Proverbs chapter one, verses eight through the first part of verse 10. We read them as we began, but they're so important. This is how the book of Proverbs begins. Listen, my son, to your father's instruction and do not forsake your mother's teaching. Why? Because they will be a garland to grace your head and a chain to adorn your neck. And then the proverb writer says, Solomon says, my son, if sinners entice you, do not give in to them. Wisdom works for you regardless of what your age is. Especially when you understand and believe in the reality of consequences. Now, real quick, I have to do these next two things real quick so we can close. The second rule in wisdom rules is learn by example. Learn by example. I'm try again, I'm telling you, I'm trying to be as practical as possible. As you go through life, pay attention to wise people. Again, if you're young, pay attention to your mom and dad. As you get older, seek friendships and the counsel of wise people. And even if you can't have a personal relationship with them, watch them. Listen to them. Let them guide you that way. You don't have to learn everything the hard way. Proverbs 13, 20 says, and I'm gonna put this on the screen from the New Living Translation because I like the way it's rendered there. Walk with wise and become wise. 
associate with fools and get in trouble. That's so important, I want you to read it with me. Here we go. Walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools and get in trouble. Now don't start that immediately because somebody might be offended if you don't wanna talk to them on the way out of church. You know, say, no, I'm done with you, knucklehead. No, I'm just kidding. Pay attention to that verse. When it comes to our personal relationships, we have to pursue the right kind of influence. And so be very careful about who you allow influence your life. Again, young people, be very careful. Be so very careful. And mom and dad, be the adult that God wants you to be in these situations with your children because they need to be very careful about who influences their life. Here's the third wisdom rule again with an emphasis on practicality. Saturate yourself with the wisdom of God or with God's wisdom. And there's only one way you can do that and that's by making a commitment to read God's word. And let me just tell you, if that's something you're not currently doing, then here's my simple advice. Just begin with the book of Proverbs. Go home today and uh, make a commitment that you're gonna read one chapter from the book of Proverbs every day corresponding with the day of the month. Today is March the 12th. So open up your Bible to Proverbs chapter 12 and uh, read Proverbs chapter 12. None of the chapters are very long and so it won't take you very much time and do that every single day. There are 31 chapters in the book of Proverbs. When you get to the end, go back and start from the beginning and just read it over and over and over again. Proverbs chapter 12 and verse one says this, whoever loves discipline loves knowledge, but he who hates correction is stupid. I don't think anybody has any difficulty understanding that, but if you're reading the book of Proverbs, remember the Bible that you have right now and and there are verses that you don't understand, then go find a more modern translation of the Bible, the easy to read version, the contemporary version, the, uh, the living Bible, something like that, so it's easy for you to understand. And you read a chapter from the book of Proverbs every day, and as you do, highlight the verses that really stand out to you, underline verses that speak to you, make notes in the margin of your Bible, and if you do that, over and over again, then the wisdom of Proverbs will begin to seep into your life, into your heart, your mind, and they'll help you with the decisions of your life. I wish I could find the right words to express to you all how important it is to pursue wisdom because wisdom really does rule. Wisdom rules. Wisdom rules. But instead of me trying to find the right words, and we'll close like this, the team can get ready to come and play. I'm gonna put Proverbs chapter three, verses 12 through 18 up on the screen. And I'm putting them up there in the Good News translation of the Bible. So they're very, very simple and easy to understand. And I want all of you to read these words with me. I want to hear all of your voices. Here we go. The Lord corrects those he loves as parents correct a child of whom they are proud. Happy is anyone who becomes wise, who comes to have understanding. There is more profit in it than there is in silver. It is worth more to you than gold. Wisdom is more valuable than jewels. Nothing you could want can compare with it. Wisdom offers you long life as well as wealth and honor. Wisdom can make your life pleasant and lead you safely through it. Those who become wise are happy. Wisdom will give them life. Let me leave you with this. When you have wisdom, you have the potential to have everything.